All right, everybody, I want to say welcome to episode 10, another episode of the Miked Up Outdoor Podcast. I am your host, Josh Tanner, and thank you all for checking in today. Today is May, Monday, May 8th, 2023. I appreciate you guys coming back and uh, listening to another episode. This is, I don't want to say it's a milestone, but this is episode 10 for the podcast, so uh, we are still going, So and things are going well, so I appreciate everybody that <clears throat> has left comments and and sent me messages and given me ideas on uh you know uh some ideas for some up up and coming podcasts and I've definitely taken those to heart and have writing the writing those notes down uh last week I did come up short I was not able to get a podcast out to you guys uh at that particular time I really don't have any excuse I just didn't have any thing uh going and I was kind of busy uh coming off of work so we slipped one uh, for a week, but that's okay. Give you guys a break of listening to me. But anyway, today, uh, what, uh, I was going to talk about was, uh, one of the goals of this podcast was not only, uh, obviously to, uh, showcase hunting and fishing, uh, here in Michigan and then, uh, you know, abroad out of state, which I love doing. And, and those are huge parts of this, uh, this podcast, but, I also want to talk about the adventure part of this podcast and and uh, the things that I love to do, the places. I'm I'm just uh, kind of one of these guys that's an adventurer at heart. I always want to go and discover new places and see new things. And what better state to do that in the state of Michigan? And we have so much to offer from an outdoor standpoint, uh, you know. And this weekend, um, my wife and I were celebrating our 25 years of uh, being together, a wedding anniversary. It's actually coming up on the 16th, but uh, uh, something that we haven't been able to do in a long time was just go away. Uh, we have two sons, uh, 122 and 119, and we played baseball. We played baseball from the time that these, these, both these boys were probably eight and nine years old and we played, uh, travel baseball every summer since then. And well, what is that? If you do the math, which I'm terrible at math, but, uh, I feel like it's a lifetime, but it's probably closer to the last, uh, 10, 10 to 12 years. And every summer, every weekend, every summer, and I know a lot of you, uh, a lot of you folks listen can definitely relate to this, whether you have uh, daughters in softball, boys in baseball, but our summers just got ate up, and we never got to do anything but play baseball, or for you you uh, parents that uh, have girls, play softball, especially if they were in travel baseball, which both the boys were, so I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, it was one of those things that I will never regret doing is one of those things that uh, I just, we loved it. We lived for it. But it took up a ton of time that we would normally be, you know, camping or doing other things that we love doing. And this year, this summer, is the first summer that we haven't had anything on our list as far as baseball, both the boys have done their thing. Uh, they both played at a pretty high level. And they are just in the adult stage of their life now to where they're not doing that anymore. So it gave my wife and I an opportunity to start doing the things that we haven't been able to do in a long, long time. So we just decided, you know what, we're going to go on a trip. 
we're going to go on a drive. So we took, uh, took the weekend this weekend and we drove, uh, uh, well, we started out in Manistee and we drove, uh, M22, which is a strip of road or it's basically, it's a two lane road that goes all the way up the West side of the state of Michigan here and then strings up all the way to probably three quarters of way up, uh, you know, up the state circles up into Northport and up into Leland and Glen Arbor and swings back down along Sutton's Bay. And for those of you that have never done this and you're looking for something to do, I would highly, highly recommend this drive. It is one of the most beautiful drives in the state of Michigan, in my opinion. So to put it in perspective, if you held up your right hand on the location of M22, if you held up your right hand and you looked at it, palm facing you, and you looked at your pinky, just below your pinky, um, you know, if you're not a, a Michigander, uh, if you just look just below your the, the base of your pinky down a little bit, that would be... The west side of the state of Michigan, uh, Lake Michigan is on this side, and then Manistee would be just a little bit of ways down from the base of your pinky. And if you just followed your pinky all the way up to the tip of your pinky and then kind of slid it a little bit back down, you would you would come end up in Traverse City, Grand Traverse Bay, in that area. So um, that strip of highway, M22, runs that whole coastline. And there is some of the most incredible places to see, uh, you know, just sites and and bars and restaurants and stores, you know, you name it. There's so much things to do along this trail. And uh, so we just decided it was something that we hadn't been able to do in a long time. And after being married for 25 years, we decided, you know what, let's just go on this trip. So uh, we started out in Manistee on Friday. It was a rainy, a rainy Friday. So, I mean, we knew that you know, it wasn't going to be the greatest viewing, but nonetheless, um, everything is just starting to break free of winter, uh, in the state of Michigan, especially up in that Northwest region and the buds are starting to come out. So we just started up M22 and took off North of uh, Manistee there and, and M22 for, if you've never been on, is a really windy type uh, you know, really windy type road. It, to me personally, I think it would be an awesome, awesome road to travel on a motorcycle. Um, there's all sorts of sceneries, lots of hills. Obviously, you've got the lakeshore right along, you know, whether it be on your left side or right side, depending on which part of the, the road you're on. But So we started on that, uh, stopped uh, just north of Manistee, I believe it was Arcadia. There's some great turnouts where they're really high up and you can see down the lake shore. Oh, I can't even imagine how many miles it is that you could see, but some of the most incredible views, the bluest and bluish green water. Um, you know, it, it's just incredible. Um, so we stopped in Arcadia, took some pictures at a, a quick turn off, and then we continued our way up into Frankfurt, stopped at, uh, I think it was Dingy's Tavern and in Frankfurt, had lunch there, grabbed a beer, and then we were staying actually in Interlaken uh, for the weekend. So we went from Frankfurt, we drove up, and we went up to a place that I absolutely love, which is the Platte River. 
And if you've never been on the Platte River, it is one of the clearest bodies of water as far as a river goes that I've ever seen. I mean, it is crystal, crystal clear. And and Platte River comes out of Lake Michigan and Platte Bay. And if you go to the mouth of the Platte River and you look along the lake shore and you can see quite a ways to the north, uh, the Sleeping Bear sand, sand Dunes are up there, which is just another one of Michigan's awesome uh, you know, places, sites to see. So, but, uh, I did a lot of steelhead fishing on the Platte, Platte river when, when I first started steelhead fishing and I got introduced to it and from some friends of mine and, and we just thought, let's just stop there. It's been so long since I've been up there. I wanted to just kind of revisit some memories and, and there's a great walkway that goes along the river there, uh, by the canoe livery and, so we stopped, and there's lots of gravel right there, too. So we walked down, and I immediately saw some fresh, polished-up gravel from the steelhead spawn that, you know, essentially, for the most part, is over. But there was a few stragglers, steelhead, that were still doing their thing and spawning. And, and they're literally in, I don't know, less than a foot of water. And in the river so crystal clear that you could see everything and anything. And so we just stood there, and and watch for probably 20 minutes a half hour and just i could sit and watch fish do their thing forever i don't know there's just something about it that just really gets me excited and is very calming to me but so we did that watched them then we drove down to the uh river mouth and and uh checked it out and they have this area down there we have these endangered species birds called piping plovers and it was always kind of a running joke with the buddies of mine that you couldn't couldn't go near the piping plovers, uh, I guess their breeding grounds, which is essentially along the sand, sandy beach of the, of the plat there. And it was just, I don't know. There was something about it. There was always people down there that were always trying to make you avoid the area. And they had it all, uh, you know, ribboned off and everything where these piping plovers were doing their thing. And I don't know. It just, it just, like I said, it brought back a flood of memories from when I was younger in my 20s and we just used to spend so much time up there and at that time in my 20s I never really took it in as how beautiful the area was and how pristine it was and how clear the water was I just took it for granted but now going back and and looking at it now after all these years I it it just it's really special to me and it's just one of those things that if I were to tell somebody to take a trip, this is one of those things that I would definitely recommend. So anyway, from the plat, we kind of hooked across, went up into honor and, and, uh, we ended up staying at a, like a bed and breakfast there in Interlochen, which was a place that my wife and I had actually stayed when we were in our early twenties before we ever even got married. And granted, like I said, we're celebrating 25 years of marriage this year. And to go back to a place that we stayed probably 26 to 27 years ago was pretty cool that the place even still existed. And it was, like I said, it's just this little bed and breakfast. The owners, that's different owners from what they were at the time when we first went. But we got in and we checked into the place. And this place was super clean, super, you know, just a super fun place to be but the thing that when we checked in and we went upstairs and 
into the room where we stayed. I mean, this thing, it's got a bedroom, it's got a jacuzzi, it's got a sauna, it overlooks a little lake, it's got a kitchen, you know, a whole, it's essentially a whole house to yourself. (laughs) We laughed because literally nothing has changed in 27 years or 26 years or however long it's been there. Like there's been no upgrades to the place. And it was like, straight out of the 90s or late 90s i should say because we got married in 90 98 so so it was like straight out of the late 90s like the gold trim uh you know and the 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 faucets the bathroom faucets that were like this gold (laughs) gold trim and it, it literally it's like nothing had changed from when we were there last so we got a big laugh out of that and and Although this place was super clean and nice and, and it brought back a ton of memories, like I said, about the plat. It was just it was great to be back there. We definitely in a world of Airbnbs and VRBOs and 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 places that you can go now, this place was kind of lost. It was it was very, very retro to us and, and we've stayed in some pretty cool places along the way. So it was great. We loved it. We'll probably won't go back to it, but I would highly recommend it if somebody wanted to go to it. It, uh, I think it was called uh, Lake and Pines uh, Bed and Breakfast in Interlaken. So it was a fun place. We loved it. So, but so we stayed there Friday night, and then from there uh, Saturday morning we woke up. The weather was a little bit nicer. There was some sunshine, a little bit of clouds, and we decided we'll go get some breakfast and in traverse city and then from there we'll swing back up and uh, pick m22 back up and we really didn't have any sort of schedule but we just said let's just jump in the vehicle and let's just go until we decide not to go anymore so so we headed up uh, m22 along the uh, grand traverse bay there would have been on our right hand side and when you go up through that whole area it is known for its wineries and apple orchards cherry orchards uh I think there's so many other orchards up there. I mean, it's really, really beautiful. It's like this real hilly land. And and uh, and every, like I said, everybody's just kind of coming out of the winter up there. So, um, you know, the buds are just starting to come out. So you didn't get the full effect of, of what you would either in the summertime. And, and looking on it now, I would definitely, the fall would probably be the best, best time to take this trip. But, um Either way, any time of year, I think it's a great trip. So we started up, we went and swung into uh, Sutton's Bay. And Sutton's Bay has a, a awesome brewery there called Hoplot. And Hoplot brews their own beers. Mind you, this is, there's tons of uh, small uh, microbreweries throughout this whole entire trip. So, I mean, if you're into those sort of things or into wines, this is, this is the trip for you. So uh, anyway, we swung into Hoplot grab some beers there. I think I had like a cider type beer and Shay had like a sour type beer and we grabbed uh, some appetizers. The cool thing about Hoplot is is they have an indoor area, but I think the big attraction is the outdoor area. They have all these like wood type picnic chairs and and then other chairs and then scattered throughout is, is a bunch of like fire pits. So, and they're just like this big common area, fire pits and you can sit around and, you know, and talk with other people and just people watch. And and one of the other big things up there is bike riding. They have bike trails everywhere. And 
there's tons of bicyclists and stuff and it's probably mid 60s yesterday and like i said you, the sun would peek out every now and again so super comfortable weather to to sit around and people watch and 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 you know have a few beers so we had a, a couple drinks and we decided let's just continue on our way up north and uh north of sutton's bay you get up into uh the northport area and m22 just a simple fact here that to put out there for anybody that's interested m22 is 116 miles long so from the, where it starts where wherever you start at whether you start in traverse city and swing it back around to manistee or vice versa it's 116 miles long so when we left uh, sutton's bay we just uh, kept cruising on up the road and we ended up like i said in uh, northport and from northport you can um continue on i think it's i can't remember the name of the highway going out of there but it's like i said it's not a it's not a highway but from northport uh it takes you up to the leelanau state park which is right at the very tip up there and some of the most gorgeous uh gorgeous shoreline and then there's lots of sand dunes and stuff up along that line too so i mean something that i would uh definitely tell you if you were ever looking to go for a trip i mean this is a this is a place to be oh the name of that road it's uh looks like it's highway 629 i think that comes out of uh northport yep 629 so if uh so we we did that and you could swing back around and you would basically continue on down uh you'd have to swing back into northport and then m22 swings over to the west side of the state over by uh, uh leland and all along the way like i said there's all sorts of winery places uh microbreweries shops and just all sorts of other lakes there's lake leland and and uh, a bunch of smaller lakes along the way that you drive by and the houses oh my gosh the houses if you ever want to just dream of of a, a plan for a house take this drive because there are some of the most gorgeous houses along along the edge of the lakeshore that you could ever imagine so we ended up in uh, leland to fishtown which fishtown is really really cool in leland it's kind of this old it's like an old fishing port uh that the the natives had had first started out and now it's it's more modernized and 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 become more of a touristy area than anything there is still a, an active uh I think an active fishing uh, group there that, I mean, you obviously you can go out and take trips, charter trips out there, but I think there's actually like, you know, like a fishing company that uh, goes out and nets fish and, and you know, produces fish, uh, you know, for restaurants and, and what have you. But um, there in, right in Fishtown, it's, it's kind of cool because it's really like these old barn wood type buildings that go right on the, uh, uh, right on the river that goes out i believe it's from lake leland and uh, goes out into lake michigan and there's a great great sandwich shop there and, and a bunch of little shops and some cool little bars and stuff we stopped at the cove which is right on the water there and sat down had a couple drinks at the bar and there uh i'm a guess that their signature series drink is called the chubby mary and what it is is it's a bloody mary with a smoked chub which a smoked chub is a fish so they stick this fish in the 
you know, in the glass or in the, in the mug and then fill it with Bloody Mary mix. But then you get this smoke chub in there sticking head up and staring at you. So, I mean, it's a little bit something to look at. It's kind of weird, but, uh, it's kind of something different, you know? And I mean, obviously that's kind of what you're there for is the whole, the whole, uh, you know, just to check out all the new stuff and try something different if you're an adventurous person. Um, so anyway, yeah, you get this smoked chub and then they give you some crackers or chips or something and you, it's smoked fish, you know? So, I mean, if you're into smoked fish, this is something you might want to give a try. So, so we stopped there and obviously we people watch for a while and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, you can walk around that town for quite a little while and we just decided let's just keep moving on because, you know, it was getting around that time of day. So we left Leland and we said, oh, you know what, let's just keep going on down the uh, down the line here on uh, M22. And we ended up uh, going by a couple little lakes. Little Travers Lake is in that area. Um, and we ended up in uh, Glen Arbor, which is uh, just off the Sleeping Bear uh, sand dunes. And... Glen Arbor, another one of these just real cool towns. Got some little bars in it. We ended up at the Cherry Republic, which is kind of uh, one of these stores slash brewery that's all things cherries, which that area, you know, that whole Traverse City area is known for for their cherry producing. Um, you know, lots of orchards up there. So we stopped at Cherry Republic, had a great sandwich. I had an awesome uh, grilled cheese sandwich. It was like coated in Parmesan cheese, and then it had like a cherry jam and some really really good cheeses and it was incredible and then i matched it up with like this kind of cherry beer i guess which i'm not i'm kind of one of these guys that just likes regular old miller light coors light you know sort of beer guy and but i said what the heck let's try something different so i tried that and it was awesome and paired up really really well so we didn't end up going to the dunes which would be something that if you were going to do, I would definitely take the entire day to do something like that because the dune walk is a little bit of a walk. And the weather wasn't what I would consider awesome, and we weren't really prepared to make to take any walks. So we just uh, left Glen Albert and, and went back down around Glen Lake and, and headed our way back. Uh, we were going to go down to Empire, which was kind of on that path too, but it was getting a little bit late, and we just decided let's just head back to the... Uh, the bed and breakfast i mean we had a brand new hot tub there which you know super awesome so but anyway that's uh kind of what we did um like i said if you guys and gals are just looking for a day trip i would recommend trying doing it over a long weekend um you probably could do it during uh, a whole day but i mean you would want to start out early early so and then if we were to do this again i would definitely say we're going to try and do this in the fall during like the color tour and stuff. I think it'd be an incredible, incredible, uh, some views and stuff. So, uh, traffic wasn't too bad. Uh, we pretty much could run whatever, uh, speed we wanted through the whole time, but you know, granted it's not prime time season up there, but anyway, lots of, uh, places to stay, lots of things to do. And like I said, it's just one of those great things that Michigan has to offer. And I uh, just wanted to share that with you guys. And and for those of you that are up for adventures like that, uh, like I said, I highly recommend this. So 
Anyways, uh, that's uh, going to be it. It's kind of the short and sweet of it for today's podcast. If you guys have any questions about uh, the places we stayed, the the bars and the breweries and the wineries and stuff that are up there, feel free. Don't hesitate to uh, reach out to me. I'll give you all the information that I know. And uh, if you're liking these podcasts, guys, go in, give them a five-star rating, leave a comment on uh, what you like and what you don't like and and maybe this is something that you like to listen to, you know, these adventures, these these short day trips and stuff. Uh, we love doing them, and I'm going to continue to do them, and, and I love sharing it with people. I want to make sure that everybody's listening can experience this stuff too. And then, uh, obviously, we got the hunting and fishing and stuff that's always going to be in play and, and uh, coming up here in next week's episode. Uh, I've got... Uh, uh, some friends of mine that are dog trainers for those of you guys that uh, have bird dogs and and you know whether it be duck dogs and you know pheasant dogs or or even deer tracking dogs i got some guys coming in that are are really really good uh, dog trainers they're going to give some tips and some uh, you know some of their tactics that they use for training dogs so i'm super excited to have that one uh, to come on as well so that one will be coming up and and like i said everything else in between hunting and fishing so that is going to be it guys i appreciate y'all checking in today and we will see you all next week thanks for listening this is the mic'd up outdoor podcast take care y'all